Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Cammie Bell and Peter Grant. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go, Good evening, welcome to the programme and tonight Rangers have flown out for the Europa League quarterfinal match tomorrow in Portugal desperate to shake off the defeat at the weekend at the hands of Celtic and with us two former Old Firm stars a Celtic legend, Peter Grant more than 500 appearances for Celtic three league titles, three Scottish Cups Peter, an international caps as well. It's great to see you again. Thank Welcome you to Go Radio. Thank you very much for inviting me. We're really looking forward to it. You up for it tonight? Have uh, you have you parted since Sunday? <laughs> Is that what you've been up to? You know, I'm not like that, Paul. No. You know, I mean, it's all about the next one. Total pro. <laughs> and uh, Cami Bell is with us, the former Rangers goalkeeper, Kilmarnock, Dundee United, and with a two-hour programme, we don't have enough time to mention all your clubs. Cami, welcome to Go Radio. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Great to be here. Fantastic to see you there, the big keeper. We see you on the telly as well. Well, Rangers flew out today. We'll hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst shortly and from Calvin Bassey. What did he do mentally to forget about Sunday to get ready for this massive game tomorrow night? Oh, listen, it was a huge disappointment on Sunday. It was, a for me, a title-deciding moment for them. Um, it's going to be really difficult to turn the, the title around. But listen, they're in the quarterfinals of the Europa League, so that's a massive game for them. It's a huge achievement so far. And one, I think, going into the Braga game, they can continue their form in Europe and progress. I've just said you need to forget about it, but I'm going to ask you, are Rangers still in the title race? Well, they're still in it. Can they still retain the title? They can. The league's never over until it's done. But for me, the, all they can do now is put Celtic under pressure. They need to win on Sunday. They need to win the old form match and put them under pressure. It's a huge, huge ask. But that's as much as they can do, Paul. Peter, you've been over the course. You've managed at Norwich. Uh, West Ham assistant to Alan Pardew. Uh, Bournemouth. Fulham as well. We've got loads to talk to you about. But do you think your old club, they've got one hand on the title, but are they there yet? I think they are, after the weekend, for sure. I think with the quality they've got in the squad, the substitutes they can make at this moment in time, if they lose a player, they can bring someone to replace them very quickly and they're off the same quality. And I don't think that's always been the case. And you know I'm always one of these ones that will sit in the fence when it comes to saying this title's over. But I definitely think after Sunday that that was the end of it because I don't see Celtic dropping points to many others. Rangers fans, what do you think? Obviously, you're thinking about tomorrow night, but I know a lot of them are not happy. Um, they felt they were confident about... Not overly confident. It was a good game. Rangers didn't play badly, did they? No, they, they dominated possession for me. And again, they just didn't have that cutting edge. And that's been something they've been lacking in. Is con they've controlled that game on Sunday. Um, but again, as Peter said, Celtic are a very, very good side. That's what worries me between now and the end of the season, that Celtic are very strong in the league. They've been consistent and I can't see them dropping too many points, but all Rangers can do is continuously put them under pressure because they are on the back foot. They certainly are. 0808 17 17 700. You can speak to Cammy Bell, you can speak to 
Peter Grant. You haven't changed a bit. I saw you on the sports scene the other week. Uh, how did you go on there at the Beeb? How were they with the result at the weekend? Uh, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed it. As I say, I'd rather be working in the game yep. than watching the games, that's for sure, because you never lose that lovely day-to-day stuff. But as I say, it keeps you involved going and watching the football. And there's a lot of players I've not seen and a lot of teams I've not seen. So I'm doing that at this moment in time. So really enjoying it. Of course, last season, season before, it seems a while ago, doesn't it? Alloa and then Dunfermline yeah. this season. You'll be pleased to see them picking up some points. It's a really tough division, isn't it? Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, I said that before the start of the season. Unfortunately, I only lasted whatever I don't know, eleven games, twelve games. I think seven draws and four defeats. Just couldn't buy a win for love nor money. Um, it's a club with great expectation, but it just shows you how difficult the league is. You know, John's went in there, had a couple of great results, a couple of not so good results, but I think that sums up the league. Cammy, you've uh, you know that club well. Um, Dunfermline have had a, a tough time. They were a massive club, weren't they? Really, really big before your time. Uh, Dunfermline should be there in the championship. Oh, listen, they're a huge club. You go to their stadium and it's yep. fantastic. It's, it's, it's a great place to play your football. It's a premiership stadium for me. Um, again, they've had a really tough time out this season. Obviously, Peter's been there and, and and then has left, and it's been still been sticky since of since they've they've changed the manager and they're still in a huge amount of trouble. But that league is incredibly hard for me. Um, I've played in both leagues quite a lot, the the top league and, and the championship, and it's it's such a difficult league to put a run of wins together in the championship. And you see these teams, Dundee United, Hearts, Hibs. Rangers have all struggled in it to get out of the championship so it just shows you how difficult that league can be it certainly is Kilmarnock one of your old clubs as yep. well you were there a long time and it looks as though they could well be back where they should be in the Premiership absolutely uh, they should be there they had a disappointing season last season um, it was a huge blow to the club but for me the club have backed it um, Billy Bowie and the board have, have absolutely backed the club this season and, and they've, they've used the sort of hearts model where they spend money the first season to go down to try and bounce back straight away and I think they've done it and they've made for me a right call in changing the manager at that time Tommy listen he he, he done a good job but I just think Derek's going to take them to the next level get them over the line um, and they'll be back in the Premier League next season A few of the headlines then at five Bobby Madden is the Cup semi-final referee so he will referee Celtic against Rangers a week on Sunday Easter Sunday another huge game coming up and Rangers desperate to get a cup um, they haven't won it for a long time I won't say how long because we've got the quiz uh, coming up in this hour and the next hour we've got tickets to give away um, tell you more about that in the programme reports today Ange Postagoglu may have turned down a return for Patrick Roberts last season the Man City I was going to say star it hasn't worked for him there has it he's at Sunderland but the Celtic fans love him for his two spells and what he did there well I had Pat as a young man at Fulham obviously course, you know, so yeah. I was with Pat for a long time there and he was a terrific young player um, there's things in his game that I feel he's not improved enough on and I can see why Ange probably wouldn't take him back because it's more about the team ethic at this moment in time I think young Abad has went in and done exceptionally well. He's more productive in the goals, scoring the goals, and he's probably looked at that. And it's easy to say somebody's got the talent, and Pat has no no doubt got that. I mean, I, think, I don't know if it was ten million pounds we sold him for uh, to Manchester City at that particular time. So we got a lot of money from it. But the thing for us at that particular time was Pat needed to go out and play. Was he going to play at Manchester City? No, I don't think that was going to be the case. The loan process was going to work fantastically well for him. He's a Celtic type of player. But the Celtic need him at this moment in time. I think Andrew's made the right call on that, to be mm. performance. Did you come up against him? Um, I did, yes. Yeah. I, I played against him. Fantastic player. Really, really direct. Really good mm. on the ball. And he, he was brilliant at Celtic. And I expected them to kick on. And I feel as if he's took a step backwards. Um, obviously, there's, there's maybe some loan moves haven't worked as well as he, he, as he thought it was going to be. Um, but again, I, I agree with Peter. I think Andrew's made a call that 
It's all about the team. And you listen to Ange Postacoglu speak. It's all about the team, the work ethic of his team, um, the way he wants to build his team. Um, and he's done it fantastically well this season. He's been a revelation, hasn't he, Peter? I take it, did you know about Ange Postacoglu before he arrived at Kerrydale Street? Yeah, of course you know about him because yeah. he's an international manager and he's worked with top players, you know, and he's worked around throughout the world. So he knew the name. Mm. I didn't really see much of his teams playing, obviously. But I think the way he handles himself, especially in Glasgow, you know what it's like, you know, both sides are like yeah. that, you know, they're after you, the press are after you, you make up one mistake, you say something, and he's handled it exceptionally well, but he always does it with a calmness. And I think you can see that he's always prepared and he's always thinking. And I think that's the way his team looks. You know, he's very clear in what he says and the way he structures his team. I think even the way he structures his press conference, he knows what he's going to say before he says it. So he's a very, very clever man. He's been very astute in everything he's done so far. And it, and I think it needed that sort of personality at this moment in time after the disappointment of last year. It probably needed that personality. He always seems calm on the outside. I know he'll have that fire in his belly, there's no doubt of that. But he showed that calmness and I think that showed in the team. And Giovanni van Bronckhorst, you just missed each other, didn't you? When He was he started at Rangers yeah. when you had just gone from yes. Celtic. You'd gone to Norwich. He's a class act as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's handled it really well. You know, it was difficult while we're singing after Stephen Gerrard. Mm. Different types of characters, you know, and... As I say, the bottom line is you've always got to win when you're part of Celtic or Rangers. That's what you've got to do. I mean, you're not winning, they're after you. I think he's handled his press after the game on Sunday. I thought he handled it exceptionally well. It's easy to get caught up in the emotion and everything. He knows the job he's got to do. You've got to be first in Scotland and that's as simple as that because if you're Celtic and Rangers and you're second that's first loser really Well Rangers in second position six points in it it's effectively seven isn't it with the goal difference I'll ask you in a moment or two Cammy, about the two managers let's hear from Calvin Bassey who featured on Sunday is the title race over? Um, obviously you could see on the pitch we wasn't happy but as the as the boss said we've just sort of got to put it behind us and, and move forward um, we've got big games coming up and we believe it, you know, it's, it's, it's not over till it's over. We've still got a lot to play for and a lot to fight for. Um, so obviously we've, we've sort of put it behind us for a second and we're just focusing on the Braga game and making sure we don't dwell on it too much so it affects our performance against Braga. Kami, GVB was asked, are you going to rotate it a bit now? Maybe the league, maybe rest one or two or play the Alec Lowry's, although we know he's missing tomorrow. Hadji's missing, Morella's is missing. But um, what do you feel about the... the his attitude to it. is he right to play the strongest 11 for each game absolutely Rangers can't afford not to play the, the strongest 11 for me the league isn't done until it's done until it's absolutely over and mathematically can't be won um, by Rangers Rangers need to keep fighting for that and the fans will expect that there's no they'll not expect anything less than the best 11 to be on that pitch that they can provide at that time so yeah of course the, Bragg is a huge game tomorrow night but so is Sunday as well. Every game's massive for Rangers between now and the end of the season. Who's up front for you tomorrow then? So Morelos, I mean, it's been costly for them. His Colombian um, love affair with his national yeah. team, which we all have, we understand it. But, yeah. you know, he was there in the summer. He was on for eight minutes, was late back. And, you know, the fans were angry about it. But, you know, he got back in the, the good books. He played really, really well under GVB and he's now injured after uh, last weekend. How big a miss is he? And who would you play up front tomorrow? First of all, huge miss. But again, he's been phenomenal under GVB. He's, he's just, again, he's, he's goal scoring, but everything he brings to Rangers as a team, he can bring other players into play, holds the ball up, he uses physicality really, really well. Um, so such a such a big loss for Rangers between now and the end of the season. And obviously it's been confirmed that he won't play um, anymore at part of this season. So that's a massive loss for Rangers. Going forward, listen, they need to deal with it. 
Kemar Roof again I felt as if he was quite isolated on, mm. on Sunday in the game I, I don't think he had his best game um, but I think GVB will stick with him tomorrow night I do I think he's in Europe I think he can get them up the pitch a little bit more he'll use again he's, he's clever with his body strength he's got experience um, and he has done well in European games so I think he'll be looking to give him another opportunity tomorrow night Peter would you be going with Roof uh, up front or Sakala? Well, obviously, I don't see Rangers very much, you know what I mean, apart from on the telly. <laughs> no, but as I say, I, I really liked Roof when he was down in England. Yep. I've seen more of him down in England, obviously, than I did when I've been up here. And I always thought he'd done exceptionally well. Um, I think he's in another one that's had a lot of injury problems and he's had a, not had a lot of games. And no matter what it is, you can't just fit back in seamlessly. You know, it's, it's impossible to do that. So he needs games to get the best of him. Sakala gives you that little bit of pace. There's a good mixture there. But I would definitely take Roof because I think he, he's got a mixture of everything. He wants to score goals, but you need that fitness level. And people say he never done that much on Saturday, but it's, you've got to remember it's Sunday. But it's both Celtic centre-backs were outstanding, you know, and defended really well. And it's difficult when you're on that position on your own, but it used to be two strikers against you. It was 1v1s mm -hmm. then. Yep. Now you've got 2v1 and it makes it a little bit more difficult. So I wouldn't be that harsh on him on the performance on Sunday. I'll tell you, Cammy, I would have paid money though to see a Peter Grant up against Alfredo Morelos. Could you imagine you know, the attitude that. he had competitive? Oh. Alfredo the same. Do you think there'd be red cards, wouldn't there? Oh, there'd definitely be red cards. I think Alfredo would spit his dummy up a few times as well. Uh, I think that definitely 100%. Some battles, yeah. You still, because Barry Ferguson was with us and John Hartson on Sunday hope you were tuned in as well uh, some great commentary from Ian Crocker as well and Davy Proven finished up last Wednesday night uh, with us that's him away to Spain absolutely, you know Davy yes, so well yes. he shared uh, a few great moments with uh, DP absolutely yeah. fantastic player one of the best players wingers I've ever played with Aye. he had an unbelievable cross he never got the credit he'd done but he was a top top quality player unfortunately as you know his career came to an end quickly through the illness more than anything else, you know, but a top quality player and a top quality guy as well, but he's going to wait the sunshine now, yes, unfortunately. Indeed, yeah. He was watching it and he was listening in a wee bit um, in a, a pub somewhere <laughs> around Javier. Uh, and, and, and why not, Cammy? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be doing that someday, maybe. Well, hopefully yeah. soon, hopefully yeah. soon. <laughs> Cammy, what is the plan for you then? So you were playing just till, what last year, wasn't it? Yeah. You've now, you've given up yeah, playing. I, I retired. Um, yeah. Again, I retired due to injury. Again, I've yeah. had um, four operations on one knee. I needed another one. It was kind of time to, time to hang up and make that decision for my family going forward. And yeah, again, I went in a short spell at Annan as director yep. of football, really enjoyed it. And it was always going to be just a short spell. Um, but it's something that I've been looking forward to is looking at the business side of football. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in that. I love doing the media stuff as well. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've really got into and enjoying. Um, gets me to games, gets me talking about football because mm -hmm. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just... Uh, I'm enjoying things and, and, and learning as I go along as well because that's really important for me. I'm still pretty young. So um, the coaching side of things and the management, I don't think it's for me. It's more, right. as I say, the director of football stuff, I, I really enjoy. I enjoy the business side. I've got a small business myself. So huh? that kind of helps me as well. It's great fun as well, isn't it? Not as much as playing football, but no. those days have gone. It's good to know what you want to do, Peter, isn't it? It's important. Are you going to uh, speak with Peter off air as well? Because the, the experience he's got, oh. you know, at uh, Upton Park in those days, Carroll Road. <laughs> I had some conversations with Peter when I was on and um, try right. to get some players on loan and stuff. And uh, was he good? He was brilliant, brilliant, really good to speak to. And yeah. as, I, as you just said, his experience is phenomenal. So to touch on these guys' um, experience and take take a little bit with that is, is great for me because I'm I'm still relatively young um, and I want to keep learning but that's a good thing is I, I do understand I want to keep learning and get better at the game so that's that's where I want to go in my, my footballing journey hopefully Peter he's got quite a journey ahead of him he's got time I mean you're, you're a lot younger than Alan McGregor for example you know yep. he, 
he's been phenomenal, hasn't Brilliant. he? Just amazing. I'm going to ask you your favourite goalkeeper of a couple of your favourites. And Peter, <laughs> you as well. We always do that because I think it's your first time on. Uh, it's my first yeah. time on. It's the first time you've asked me. So, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's why I got lost coming in. Rob, Rob McLean is gutted that he's not on tonight. I'm delighted uh, he's not here. Oh, I saw some old interviews with yes. uh, Rob. It was the day it was the Terry Butcher when T- Terry Butcher came in and uh, the late great Big Billy was Absolutely. being interviewed. It just some things came up when I googled both of you, and it's it comes up and it's the aftermath. I was like, what's this one? And then uh, Billy's being interviewed by Rob, and uh, Terry Butcher kicks in the door. Brilliant. So. I remember as if it was just uh, Billy's reaction was brilliant. Uh, I think, I think Terry's about, not happy. Yeah, what about Big Billy with you? It's uh, such a loss, and he was phenomenal. How big a part of your life was Billy in football? It was a massive part of my life, you know what I mean? Because obviously I was signed as a young man with Billy. People mm. forget that as an S for him at 12 years of age, 11 years of Are age. Yeah. Having the great job, mm. Steen, get the picture on the front of the evening times. That was my claim to fame. And I was yeah. on the front page because it was the first time that both had seen each other since Billy became the Celtic manager. Yeah. So I've got that picture's pride of place, you know, obviously. And then he went on to be my manager, obviously, twice. Him and Davy Hay were obviously mm. big people in my... Davy gave me the opportunity to play. And Billy continued that, you know, but he was a big part of my life away from the football as well because, as you said, such a, an aura about him and mm. probably the greatest of herself. Indeed. And Davy Hay, what a man. The success that he had. The quiet assassin who called him Cammy. He was at Celtic. <laughs> he went to Chelsea. In the days when people didn't really go to England, did they? He went Absolutely. to Chelsea. The quiet assassin. What a player. What a fullback. But what a man as well. But, yeah, you know, magnificent. Magnificent yeah. man. A great, uh, yeah, again, came to, always remembered in first my first league was obviously at St Mirren yep. uh, beating St Mirren that day so that was my first no did you yeah, was that... <laughs> uh, so that was you needed first... just the five goals <laughs> wasn't no, it that was yeah. right so that, as I say I keep thinking we won it on uh, points and yeah. you forget it was goal difference particularly in yeah. that particular time but David was a manager so it was fitting that you had the opportunity as a manager to win the league with Celtic as well and uh, Cammy in football who were the great uh, influences in your career Again, obviously I was a Rangers fan growing up. Yeah. Um, so again, Andy Gorham at that period when I used to go out and he was a phenomenal goalkeeper. Um, some Thanks of the for remembering that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, but he was, he was, he was on, some of the saves he made were, was incredible. Yeah. And again, mm. I, I've been asked a lot recently, is Alan McGregor as good as mm. Andy Gorham? And it's it's a hard one. Griggsy for me is phenomenal. He's done it consistently for so long. Listen, he took a bit of criticism. People were asking him to be out the team a couple of months ago and I was saying, whoa, hold the boat mm. here. Like, this guy can win you titles. Um, and again, he's he's been phenomenal in Europe. He's got them as far as they've got. To, he's he's been a huge part of that. So, um, no, Andy Gorham was was one of the guys that I looked up to, and I, I I got to meet Andy when I signed with Rangers, which was a great great thing for me, and yeah, a great memory. So much to get through. It's great to have Peter Grant, Cammy Bell with us. And we're going to take some calls as well. 0808 17 17 700. This is Glasgow's own, the newest station. Uh, Go Radio. Great to have you with the Taxi Centre. Quick break and then we're back with GVB and a few of your calls. No, we just go. That's coming in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. It's the middle of the week, 5.26. This time tomorrow night, we're going to come on a bit later. We're going to be on 7 till 10. Barry Ferguson will be here. And also Chris Burke. So you played... Uh, did you play alongside Chris? Yes, Bell? yes yeah? I had a spell with Burke at uh, Kilmarnock when I went back for the second time. Yeah. Great, great guy. And Love the guy. Yeah. And still doing it for your old club. Oh, yeah. Hopefully bringing them up into the Premiership. Hopefully. And uh, Barry Ferguson, so... You just missed I each other. I, he was just... Uh, he was on, on the, on the ground staff. Derek... More, of course, know, yeah. Derek, what Derek, a player, so, wasn't he? So so underrated. So underrated. It was incredible, you know. A fantastic player, a fantastic guy as well, you know. And I 
coached Barry, obviously at Birmingham when we won the League Cup. You know, so that was uh, the year with Barry there. Can I tell you, I think it's fair if I say this, he says two of the best coaches he ever had with, uh, you obviously he loved Alec McLeish and Dick Avaka, but among the coaches with you and Roy Aitken. Oh, well, he mentions that he has said that here James it's true isn't it he really enjoyed that time at the Blues I didn't know you were going to be at the Blues that's your I team am, then so I remember, t- I remember turning go. up that day and there were all the Rangers strips on I couldn't believe what I'd done myself so they were all giving me pelters and that was a home support <laughs> Tom Ross and them all the Blues absolutely, there that's yeah, right, yeah. Absolutely. I worked for a wee while in the Birmingham market oh. who cares uh, Gordon's a Rangers fan he's on the line good evening Gordon hi guys how you doing hi good, Gordon good how are you yeah, I'm still feeling it after Sunday, but oh. we move on. Yep. Well, here's your manager. Let's hear from a moment from Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Yeah, about that point, I mean, what are they going to do? No, we just go, go out every game and try to win it with the best possible and strongest team we have. You know, it's, uh, we're still in all competition, as you said. Of course, the league is, is going to be uh, more difficult now, but, you know, we have to keep going, so there's no chance... I will uh, play with a weekend team on, on Sunday, but uh, the focus now is on Braga. And then after that, we switch back to St. Mirren. So Braga tomorrow night, but that was the big question. He says, no, we're still going to go for it. We're going to play the strongest team. But that's Sunday. What are you thinking about tomorrow night? Well, they always seem to um, bring themselves up to a, a new level in Europe. And I've said mm-hmm. that a few times when I've been on speaking to yourselves. Yep. Um, they always seem to kind of raise our game uh, for these big games in Europe and as I said uh, I think it was last week I was on I don't yep. know if it's maybe the kind of uh, the lesser expectation in Europe I mean obviously the Rangers are an expectation to win every game but there's no so much criticism if, if they get beaten in Europe especially in a later stage and such I don't know if it's maybe uh, the fact that they've not got as much pressure on their shoulders and they can get away with experimenting doing new things and stuff like that but they, they, they managed to push forward more. they've got a bit more creativity but I like to say like the league games, I mean the amount of stupid points we've dropped in that, you've seen that and even yeah. on Sunday we only held a lead for about what, three and a half minutes or something and it is just that it's just night and day. It's bread and butter with with the it's like two different teams for Europe. So I feel like that that's what I'm saying. I know it's a bit defeated, but I'm still feeling down to Sunday. This is sure. wouldn't surprise me if we were out in Gordon, you see what you did there? You started thinking about Braga and then you dragged yourself or your mind took you back to Sunday and that's I exactly what... And, 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 and we get it. Still hurting. But yeah, great point though about Rangers in European football in the past three seasons, four seasons. Yeah, listen, they've been phenomenal in European football. Um, well, I would, I would, I would agree with, with some of the points there that I, I think they have struggled with expectations and, and probably a little bit of pressure. Um, Sunday the pressure was on Rangers to produce a performance and to get a result even if it was a draw it kept the title race realistically alive Um, it's still alive at the moment but realistically if they'd got a draw they were in a better position that they could still claw back that that gap Um, tomorrow night my fear is that I think a lot of Rangers fans now are expecting Rangers to go and beat Braga Mm -hmm. you look at the Dortmund game Dortmund they were underdogs complete underdogs even when they went over to Germany they came back with a lead they were, people were still doubting that they were going to get through. Um, whereas tomorrow, I think there's an expectation in the Rangers fans that they will go and beat Braga. And Braga are a good team, but I even look at, this is a huge opportunity, I think, an opportunity that Rangers can get a result and, and will get a result. But there's whether they can handle that expectation and pressure, that's, that's a big question for me tomorrow night. 
Peter Grant, one of the headlines today is that uh, no less than the Barcelona boss, Xavi, is saying, hey, don't rule out Rangers to go all the way in the Europa League. Um, is that sometimes a hindrance? Uh, we, we prefer as Scots going in underdogs. Well, they've been exceptional uh, against Dortmund and whatever, you know, when they've played in the games. And the expectation is slightly different. That would be my concern as a Rangers supporter, if it was a Rangers supporter, was going into the game tomorrow because the name's not Dortmund, it's Braga. If you look at Braga's performances since Carval has taken over and he's a clever manager I watched him quite a lot down in England you know and his teams always were very well organised and he was very unfortunate probably at Sheffield Wednesday as a manager and I think a lot of people talk about him coming back here to a big club but if you look at his results for Braga they've been exceptional where they've came from and that would be my concern as a Rangers supporter you know because everybody's sort of writing them off because it's not Borussia Dortmund I think Rangers have got the players that can still hurt them you know there's no doubt of that if Ruth and that get uh, fitter you know, I think they've got quality players within their group. They have to produce all the time. There's disappointment in the, losing the, the Celtic game. Obviously, he's very much there. But unfortunately, you're playing for Celtic or Rangers, the expectation is to win every single game. And as you say, in the league, they've dropped silly points um, to the so-called lesser sides. But if you remember, when I played, I got back and we lost one game one season and still lost the league. You know, so we dropped nine draws. Uh, and we lost the league and that was Tommy's team mm. and as I say we were outstanding that season but it's not good enough so it's the points you drop against everyone else are the ones that kill you and that's what's happened to Rangers within the league programme but within Europe they've been exceptional over the last few years and mm. that's probably why we're getting that, that extra bit probably in Europe now Gordon so who are you looking for Ryan Kent's always mentioned and what about Joe Rebo? you know he's just not hit the heights that he did before the African Nations Cup what are you thinking I, I don't know I think maybe he might be back at his best tomorrow well, actually, I spoke to the boys earlier on um, in the group chat and I'd actually said before the press conference, um, I know how big a player Joe Aribo is, but I, I think everybody can agree, um, especially Cam, if he's, if he's watched as, uh, as much as season that Joe Aribo was exceptional at the start of the season and he was getting all the high praises. He, he just seemed to come back. I, I, I think we get a... a an imposter twin brother that came back to Ascot <laughs> because he's just completely he's been completely anonymous. And I said I genuinely would have gave Alex Lowry maybe maybe not the full game, but I would have gave him a chance because I know I know it's a totally totally different kettle of fish and it's a bit against a big European team. But that young Alex Lowry has looked absolutely outstanding any time he's played and you've seen him the B I don't know if you've seen the Rangers B team versus the Celtic B team at Ibrox. Yeah the way he played the game and that and I know Joe Arrivo is a big player and he could turn up but it's just getting to the point that this core of players we've had this same core of players for four years and they've only really managed to win one trophy albeit we've been really well in Europe and such like mm -hmm. but we seem to be uh, really struggling and unless these so-called big players that we've got the now step up then I genuinely would think about giving the younger boys a chance. Well, there's no Alec Lowry tomorrow, so he can't play. Yeah. Cammy, what about... That was before the press conference. Yeah, of course. Sure. sure. I, I, that always happens. Cammy, what are you thinking about Joe Rebo? Yeah, listen, Joe Rebo, I, I totally agree. Phenomenal for me. start of the season was looking like he probably could have been player of the season. Mm -hmm. um, his form has tapered off, but one interesting thing that the callers just said there was that the fact that if these big players turn up these big players need to turn up that's what happens at Celtic Rangers big players have to turn up for big games if they don't they lose games like Sunday for me one of my points I was going to make was Rangers big players on Sunday didn't turn up they didn't hit the highs you need to in, a, in an old form game you need to play at your maximum you need to be at your best 
and two or three of the big players that can win games for Rangers didn't do that on Sunday and that's why they didn't get a result um, tomorrow night it's going to be the exact same they need Kent they need Aribo they need Roof they need McGregor Tavenier all these players that are really influential for Rangers need to be at their best for them to, to, to get a result tomorrow night and you're really saying that none of those four or five hit the heights I, that I'm you not, expected I'm not saying that I would say they can all play better mm-hmm. um, for me I'm not saying they had bad games but to win an old firm game you need to beat your best you need to beat your best and listen Celtic their performance on Sunday was a different performance for me they, they dug in their two centre-backs were phenomenal they, they defended really well as a team um, again they had a striker coming back making challenges winning headers and that was a real team performance from them and, and I just feel as if Rangers attacking threat going forward on Sunday Joe Hart had one real save for me to make he made a great save from it but he had one real save and that's not enough that's not enough for Rangers at home they need to be creating three, four really good opportunities and putting one at least one or two away um, and they didn't do that and I think you need to look at Kent, Aribo, Roof you're asking for a little bit more off of these guys Peter as a midfielder I mean Aribo's special and you look at Rogic though and Rogic had been injured came back in and they're similar but he really was on fire wasn't he? Well the big difference with Rogic now is the manager's there making him play 90 minutes I think that's the big difference now used to at 60 minutes he'd be 10 off and I'm used to be thinking scratch him head saying there a match winner going off whether that was down to Tom or whether that was down to the management of him he definitely the manager's forced him to play now now they're getting the rewards from him but also if Tom comes off they know they can replace that with a Matt O'Reilly you know, or a different type of player and the quality doesn't drop. I think that's the difference between, and I said that before the game and, and Sunday there, I felt, felt that would be the difference. That if Celtic have to make substitutions, they can bring on that quality and it doesn't drop. I wasn't so sure Rangers could do that with the boys they had available, you know. And you look at Celtic's midfield, there's about probably about six, seven players you can permutate mm-hmm. around about there, you know what I mean? You look about it and you can put them in any position. Mm-hmm. They all can play. Um I didn't think Rangers had that change. Rangers' first 12, 14 players are okay, mm. you know, in the respect of what's expected of them. But in the big games, I still think there's a question mark because they've won one trophy. Gordon, is that what you feel, Gordon? That, that's that's my, yeah. big, my big worry for them. Mm. Is big games, yeah, they've won in Dortmund, which was a phenomenal result. Amazing. You know, yeah. they've had some fantastic performances away from home. But I'm still not convinced with them at home as often as they are because of the expectation of Rangers fans what they expect for their, their players and what they're, they're representing they expect them to win every single game and, and not just win mm. but win comfortably because they expect Rangers to win games I think their best performances even in Europe have been away from home Gordon you know? what do you feel as a Rangers fan you did touch on that that maybe the squad needs refreshed I I think um, looking past this season I honestly don't know what happens I think the league's gone um, the best chance of going to Champions League obviously win the Europa League but that's a, a massive massive ask um, however I think coming into the summer we need a, a massive massive rebuild I think the likes of uh, Conor Goldson's no signed a new contract I just don't see him staying I think the likes of your Glenn Kamara's your Joe Aribos etc might go uh, Borna Barisic who's not been featured and I think he's more than likely to go it's quite clear that Gio doesn't trust him mm-hmm. so we've just got to put full faith in Ross Wilson who let's be honest he's not really done a great job he's came um, most of the the good players that we've got the now were Mark Allen signings and apart from Aaron Ramsey he's not really signed any first team quality I don't really think he came so we've got to put a lot of faith and a lot of commitment if Ross Wilson's still there in the summer that he can uh, scout out and pick decent players because that's what Celtic done really well in the summer 
nobody really expected how well they done it and how well Ange Postacoco has done coming here. Um, but he's come and done a good job. Celtic scouting networks got that absolutely spot on, and we just need to hope we can kind of. Uh, I don't ever remember a turnaround as quickly as this in the last two years this turnaround at Celtic who were looking to 10 in a row and Rangers didn't look to be strong enough Rangers then waltz it 25 points and then Celtic don't have a manager until well into the close season and it was going to be Eddie Howe it didn't happen and then they bring in Ange Postacoglu and it's just phenomenal the way it turns around but Gordon you've still got you've got a European quarter final tomorrow night and I know you're a great Rangers fan and you have to maintain a positivity, don't you? Because if the players are, you know, every time we talk about tomorrow, we're all drawn back to the weekend and Rangers deficiencies. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow night, Gordon? If you were giving the team talk, what would you say? I just tell them they just need to put everything behind them. They, they, they can't, they can't keep uh, dwelling on past failures. They, they've got to just look forward, get themselves up for it, and see even if they are, if they are want to move away, and if they don't want to be here next season. Play for your move, put yourself in the short window, get yourself a big money move because playing the way they've been since the, the start of the year, they're not going to get the big moves they're wanting. So go out and play for your move if that's what you want today and make the fans happy before you leave because it's it's not looking like a great end to the season. However, they, they've, it's on them to turn that around and it's on them for their own kind of personal, um, their own personal right. achievements and mm-hmm. they could add a European title to them then. Exactly. Could be West Ham later on. We'll talk about that to Peter Grant, the former assistant manager. Cammy, you're a former Rangers goalkeeper. How would you react if that was Gordon's team talk? Yeah, listen, the Rangers players, as Gordon's just said, they need to be up for it. They need to play with the passion and the pride, which I'm sure they will do. They know what's at stake tomorrow night. It's a huge opportunity for a lot of these guys to get to a semi-final Europa League competition is, is difficult to do some of these guys might never get the opportunity again so this is this is a huge game I think looking back at January's transfers for Rangers again loan players coming in mm. um, hasn't worked um, Sanj finds he's still on the bench you look at Diallo it's not worked out for him mm. even Ramsey it's took, Ramsey it's took him till Sunday to get sort of a first real start in, 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 a, in a big game for them and, and he can't last a whole game so for me, looking at the the period in January, I don't think the the transfers have worked. But also what I would say is, from last season to this season, I don't think the players that are there at the moment have hit the highs that they did last season. And I think that's a big part of it. You look at recruitment, but also the players they've maintained and kept, they haven't done what they did last season. They've not performed to that same level, and that's where it's hurt them as well. Gordon, thanks for the call. We'll speak to you soon. What's your scoreline tomorrow night? Obviously, it's what happens over the two legs, but what do you reckon? He's just gone. We're back. <laughs> Somebody's going to win tickets for... Uh, yeah, we'll speak to him soon. He's a, he's a great Rangers fan there. and uh, But you can see what happens. You go back to talking about the weekend. It must be so difficult. Quick break and then we're back. Somebody could be off to Hamden. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Loads of calls coming in. Great to hear Peter Grant and Cammy Bell on the show. Uh, Peter, he says, it's John Maguire's been on saying, I'm sure Peter will point us in the right direction. Is that a little bit of cheeky? Uh... That's nice to hear for him. What was that about? <laughs> yeah. Peter the pointer, eh? He's bringing back memories. He, used to, <laughs> he marshaled the midfield, right? Cammy, so he'd say that the pointer sometimes. He said, I always loved 
his infectious enthusiasm. Right. And Cammy, great to hear you. Up from Annan. So welcome to Britain here to be in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great part of the country. Um, lovely, I had some lovely. great time at Dumfries. So <laughs> welcome to... Glasgow and Glasgow's own big city brilliant to see it is isn't it yeah, yeah I know he's 6 foot 2 he's 35 that's not been my best move so far right listen um, you could be at the Scottish Cup semi-final uh, Rangers fans in the next hour you can win them this hour it's a Celtic fan who's on and because we're teaming up with CSD air conditioning so somebody is going to win these tickets for the game the winner so far for the Celtic fan was uh, in fact we had a draw haven't we um, and it's Michael yeah Michael who got four last night yep I heard it actually with Rob he got four which was brilliant and tonight on the line we've got Dominic hi Dominic good evening Dominic how are you not bad cheers how are you guys good. hi Dominic yeah, good thank you good, Peter's Dominic. here Cammy as well I made a mistake they're six foot two and I'm giving them a bit of stick <laughs> give me pellers here Dominic give me pellers I'm five foot seven in a good day that's why you've got to be careful Paul use your experience yeah. I played in a, I played the testimonial once and I was getting on the treatment table and it was Ranger Celtic and he comes in and says what are you doing with the wee man there and they say oh, I've, got, I've got a muscle industry, uh, injury and Peter says to the physio you'll have to find the muscle first before you can treat it <laughs> <laughs> right Dominic ready, yes. ready for the questions okay yes, so ma'am. 60 seconds you could be off to the cup semi-final so here's the timer here we go true or false Aberdeen are the last team to have beaten Celtic in a Scottish Cup final other than Rangers false. it's false two what manager two managers in charge when Celtic won four Scottish Cups in a row recently who were the two Celtic managers Neil Lennon and Brendan Rodgers. How many times did Jackie McNamara win the Scottish Cup with Celtic? Was it two or three? Two. Did James Forrest win his first Scottish Cup in 2011 or 2014? 2011. Celtic defeated Dunfermline 3-1 in the 2004 final. It was Henrik Larsson's last game. How many goals did he score? Two. Did Chris Sutton ever score in a Scottish Cup final? No. What was the score when Celtic lost to Rangers in the 99 Cup final? 3-2 Rangers. Who was offered the permanent position as manager of Celtic after the 2019 Cup final? Neil Lennon. In the showers, apparently, at Hamden. You've got five. You're in the lead. Well done, Dominic. Well done, Dominic. Well done, Dominic. Peter. Thank you. Hey, Dominic, you've a lot more answers than I would have even dreamed of. <laughs> That's for sure. Cammy. Fantastic. What? What are the did I get wrong? Uh, I made you get wrong. You're, I asked the questions. Don't you ask me? I've not got a clue. I'm hanging on here by. No, you got three wrong. So that's brilliant. Good. Well done, good standard. Standard. Yeah, Fantastic. isn't it? Great Terrific. Standard. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the Great first standard, night, yeah. um, the first caller was rude. But it, you get one point. But it was difficult. I mean, you know, I think in the studio. Yeah. Hard questions. Yeah. Absolutely. Well done, Dominic. How long is it? How long is it running for the competition? Till Friday. Till Friday. Right. So five to beat then. <laughs> So Dominic, get the top one. What are you think? <laughs> what, what are you thinking after the weekend then with Celtic winning at Ibrooks? What do you reckon? You can never know. It's ninety minutes, but confident Celtic should should win. Should do it there. Yeah. So, and what would you want to say? Who's your player of the season? So far, I would say player of the season, Jota. 
Jota, right, okay, yeah. A quieter game at the weekend, but my goodness, Cammy, you wouldn't fancy coming up against him sometimes, the way he plays. Yeah, listen, they've got so much talent in their team at the moment. They're so fast, energetic and quality that they bring to, to the table. It's um, They've got a number of players that could be the player of the season this season. They've, they've really all chipped in and been brilliant. Sorry, take that back. Callum McGregor. Callum McGregor, yeah. <laughs> Peter. I must, this is going to be outside the box I'm going to go for Joe Hart because yep. his influence he's had on the team not talking about the amount of saves he's had to make just about the influence he's had on his back guys his defenders it takes a lot of organisation the way Celtic are playing because they're pushing everybody forward and Joe's experience he's pulled off big saves at important times when people forget them you've won three or four but he's probably had a save at that particular I got back to Livingston a couple of weeks ago when I was there he did an excellent save at 0-0 yep. you know so um, but I think he's calmness round about and his experience is shown so he's been outstanding for Are me. you related? No, no I'm not <laughs> well, I've never even met him either no, no. <laughs> I see he got a stick last week from Simon Jordan who's entitled to have the because you know that the manager at Spurs at the time said you'll never play yep. you're too old you're too slow and some other insult but my goodness he's come back Barry Ferguson did say at the start of the season he will do a real he's, job for Celtic for me he's been brilliant I, I totally agree with Peter especially after what Celtic have been through a, a sort of goalkeeping turmoil yep. um, with Backass coming in with a big price tag didn't work out Scott Bain came in and out didn't, didn't work out so again he has done phenomenal and handled the pressure if you want to enter, you could still win up against Dominic, mind you, five. So give me the far. answers. Yeah, I can get six. <laughs> Actually, I need to give you all the answers. Don't we? We've still got to do that. You can enter online, okay? Go to Go Radio online if you think you can beat Dominic. Yep, true or false, the first one. Aberdeen are the last team to have beaten Celtic in the Scottish Cup final, other than Rangers. It was true. That was the. I'm not even going there. Char- <laughs> Char- I, I can't remember them. Charlie didn't Nicholas, me. a penalty. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it? Aberdeen. Uh, was that like the penalties we get beaten? Yeah. That was it, the last time. 9 8. Yep. Big Brian Irwin. Is that right? Oh, big well, Brian yeah. Irwin scored. Big Antoine. Yeah. Uh, Steel Schnelder saved it. Okay. We'll take that out of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for that. I was having a good day there. You, you can tell I'm at least 10 yards away from these two. Uh, what two managers were in charge when Celtic won four Scottish Cups recently? Of course, it was Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon. I thought you didn't want to mention his name for a moment there, Dominic. I thought it's he who mustn't be. And look who's on Sky at the moment. There he is, uh, Brendan Rodgers. Um, how many times did Jackie McNamara win the Scottish Cup with Celtic? Two or three? It was three. Yeah, so three yep. yeah. James wow. Forrest first won it. You were right. 2011. Celtic defeated Dunfermline 3-1 in the 2004 final. Henrik Larsson's last game. How many goals did he score? Did he, did he score two? He scored two. You yeah. were right. And did Chris Sutton ever score in the cup final? The answer is no. And what was the score when Celtic lost to Rangers in the 99 cup final? It was 1-0 to Rangers. And who was offered the permanent managerial position after beating Hearts in 2019? It was, of course, Neil Lennon. Dominic... <laughs> and yeah, I mean, what a player he was! For and look at look at the trophies he brought to you. But I know what you mean. It was it was a poison challenge. What chalice? Sorry, sense of humour. No, I know, I know. Um, great, Dominic. Thanks very much for calling. Hey, thank all, you. All the best, Dominic. Well done, Dominic. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. There's a bit of cheeky humour going on there, isn't it? Which he was right as well. Because what do you, I mean, for Neil Lennon, what a competitor. You came up against him as well, didn't you? Brilliant, yeah. yeah. And I worked under Lenny at Hibs for six months. Um, he took me at Hibs for six months. And listen, what a manager he is as well. He's a great manager. Um, and I, I just feel as if his, his spell, last spell at Celtic, was, as you say, a poison chalice. It was really, really difficult. There was a lot of off field antics going on at that time as well. The, the club weren't in a good place. Um, but Neil no Neil I, I genuinely really enjoyed working under him I thought he was a, a great, great 
guy and, and very intelligent as well. He's very good with people, isn't he? I Great. Think Man it, management was yeah. phenomenal. Really, really good. Understands people um, and, and what to, the best way to get the best out of his players. Um, and, and he was great at Hibs for me. And sometimes when you're a homegrown player, I, I know he's from Northern Ireland, but you know you feel as though he was part of Celtic for such a long time. People often, you know, the prophet's not recognised in its own country almost. Do you know what I mean? That Neil Lennon, familiarity, Peter, people thought. I think yeah. the biggest problem people tend to forget about footballers, the COVID situation was incredible yep. for everybody how even to deal with players you're talking about man management how can you man manage when you've not got a player in the same room as you mm. and that was happening they weren't travelling the bus together they, weren't, they, were, they travelled in cars individually mm. simple things like that which teams are always talking about being together in this and, that. Mm. and I've never been so separated from my players in three years mm. and it was so so difficult I mean just before I lost my job at Dunfermline there the week before we were allowed four players for the first time in two and a half years in a shower at the same time, yeah, you know, and anybody that hadn't been the, the third injection wasn't allowed to have a shower, mm. you know, and you were getting ready outside, and you just weren't allowed in. A, you weren't allowed to have team talks together, you know. You were splitting the team up. The defenders would come in, so it was, everything was completely different. So, anybody over the last two or three years, I've got sympathy with, you know, because I think people forget that football footballers are human and managers are human as well. Mm. They were going through the same trying time as everybody mm. else. It was a big point last year. It's, we haven't forgotten about it. It's still around. I know a lot of people have got it, but thankfully, people have got the jabs, they've got the the, the vaccine, Cami. but it must have been such a tough time for you as well. I mean, Peter was only there for a short period in Fermland. You could hardly get to know people. What was it like for you then in your last couple of years in football? Yeah, so again, obviously, my, my sort of last year in football was half of it six months of COVID then obviously the game had shut down pretty much for, for a period of time especially when I was at Queen's Park and we didn't start back up and then when you came back to training everything was completely foreign to what we were used to as Peter says you were split up from your, your teammates you weren't allowed to be close you were wearing masks and, and having to do all these abnormal things uh, you only could have contact on the pitch and that was only after a period it was a period of time that was only four players in a group which yeah. was incredible to try and create this commandatory of, of, of a team and, and work together Impossible. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was really, really difficult. Do you know what, Cammy Bell, Peter Grant, that's the first hour's come and gone, the news is next and then we're back. Will you stay for the next hour? Absolutely. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm beating Dominic on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Hour two with Cammie Bell, Peter Grant and Paul Cooney. 0808 17 17 700. Loads of comments coming in. They're enjoying hearing you here making the switch to Glasgow's own Go Radio with the Taxi Centre. So remember, tomorrow night we'll be on at seven. We'll be on a wee bit later. Um, and it's going to be Barry Ferguson and Chris Burke, Rangers playing in Portugal against Braga. Peter Grant, you've played over in Portugal, I'm sure, over the years, just thinking, uh, just throwing well, this played, one at no, you. No, I played yep. against Braga with West yep. Ham. You know, so it's, yeah. the stadium's quite unique in the respect it's got the big rock quarry that, yeah, yeah exactly so it's quite unique you know I thought it was a Motherwell at one stage you know I thought it was a Ravenscraig <laughs> yeah. in the background yeah. it was a wee bit different from that yeah. but um, no as I say it's a tough side you know they're a good side brag I don't be kidding on and it's going to be a tough one for Rangers but as I say they went and produced big performances when people didn't expect them so Hopefully they can go and do that tomorrow night. Here's the manager, GVB. You know, we we have to um, work hard and, and and get the performances in uh, tomorrow, but also next week to uh, to overcome Braga because, uh, you know, I think uh, people uh, were saying it's the, the best draw we could have uh, a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a very good team, very strong. They won against Benfica in the last weekend. So... Uh, 
it's a team is was uh, difficult to overcome so we have a uh, we have a big challenge uh, ahead of us you know we relished the, the chance to go into the semifinals you know we have to go out and uh, and perform well to get into the semifinals after uh, next week Cami Bell, how would you fancy coming up against their striker, Ricardo Horta? He's got, what, 19 goals in 36 games. He seems to be the real danger man. Yeah, listen, it's going to be a huge task. And, mm. and again, Giovanni's just said there, it's the best draw, best draw mm. they could have got. And what does that bring? That brings expectation. It brings pressure. So again, it's, it's for me, tomorrow night's all about how Rangers handle that expectation and pressure. Sunday, for me, they didn't handle it. The big players didn't turn up and, and didn't do enough to go and win the game that they needed to win. Um, tomorrow night's a, another game they don't need to win but they need mm. to make sure they're well within the tie bringing it back to Ibrox and it's going to be a huge task as we just heard there they beat Benfica at the weekend what a result that is a massive result and they're absolutely no mugs it's phenomenal isn't it and what about one of your old teams we mentioned West Ham under Davy Moyes you must be so proud of your, your old friend Davy he's done some job at West Ham second time around I mean they did the first time as well but they just didn't realise what they had absolutely and he's done exceptional I mean, it's a fantastic club I mean it's as close as I could get to Celtic in the respect of that because they love their club. That is what it's all about. We were fortunate enough, I was at Upton Park, I wasn't at the new stadium. We were at Upton Park and it was phenomenal. You know, it was like the East End of Glasgow, never mind the East End mm -hmm. of London. And it was working class people who loved their club. It was full all the time. We had great expectations on, we got to the FA Cup final, we got to Europe and all that and it was excellent and the fans are phenomenal. They travel all over the place. But Davey's done exceptionally and the team's played exceptionally well. He's built a very good side, the exciting side with some exciting players in it. Worth a hell of a lot of money. And as you say about managers, it's making players better. And Davey's de definitely done that with some of the boys he's got there. You know, that's for sure. Great to see him doing so well, Cammy, isn't it? A Scot, you know, in England. And there's some great Scots still playing. But he's... Uh, Davey Moyes, did you come up against him over the years? Um, no, I never. No. But again, he's, I've actually spoke to him and he's a, he's a great guy and, and really good to, to be in his company. And as you said, West Ham didn't know what they had and, until he'd gone. And and that's 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 testament to David Moyes and what, what he's done um, since he's came back to the club. But Peter's just touched on there the, the players and the value, the guys at the top of the game will be looking at, the, the, the value he's changed in these players. They're worth a lot, a lot of money and the club's worth a lot of money now as well. Well, it was Celtic's week at the weekend. We're going to take a call in a second or two. This was the manager, Ange Postacoglu, after the win at Ibrox. Yeah, massive. Um, yeah, just really proud of the players. Uh, it's a difficult place to come to and they cut off to a great start and you kind of know in those kind of conditions everything's in their favour. Uh, it's going to take a massive effort for us to turn it around and uh, yeah, I thought the boys were brilliant. And you paid tribute to the character of his squad. Yeah, they've had character from, from day one and um, that's what I keep saying. I think it's been the one thing people maybe have overlooked is there's a real steel to this team, there's a resilience. Um, we've had to be, you know. We, we were, we'd lost three games the first six, you know. We were still putting the team together. The league had already started, so... Um, but no excuses, you know, we, we wanted to keep pushing on and uh, we had to show that today, you know, Rangers were at it, um, they put us under pressure, the crowd was behind them, uh, super proud of their efforts. Terry's on the line now through to Peter Grant and Cammy Bell. Terry, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Evening, guys. How are you doing? Evening, Terry. Yeah, evening, Terry. we're well, thanks. But big Cammy um, is <laughs> making a good debut and Peter as well. There's a, there's a few... The first debut, yeah, 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 exactly. have one. <laughs> Peter Grant's first and last appearance came in April 2022. Oh, Terry, how are you? Have you come down to earth? Slightly come down to earth, yeah. Still, still, uh, <laughs> not get carried away. <laughs> Yeah. No, right, 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 Terry. Yeah. I'm still coming down as well, so don't worry about that. It was a fantastic no. uh, performance and result. And I'm licking my wounds, I'd Terry. Be, I'd have been yeah. happy with the, 
I would have been happy with the draw, as I say, getting out of the game, but obviously getting the win, it's... I'm still old enough to remember helicopters flying about and that, so I'll not get carried away yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's so true, isn't it? People would normally say, oh, it's going to be over, but virtually everyone remembers uh, 2005 when yep. Celtic were a goal up, weren't they, at Motherwell? Yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, so anything could happen. What's in your mind, though, Terry? You've always got a good point to make about your team. No, well, it's not. Well, it's a bit, a little bit my team, maybe about the whole of Scottish football. It's just mm. obviously we're getting to the, the end of the season. I'm just interested to hear the guys' views and potential player of the year. Right, good question, Cami Bell. Who do you think? We're not there yet, but at the moment, I mean, some of the votes they do come in in April, don't yep. they? Players' Player of the Year. Well, you have to vote as well. When when does that is that voted on? A little bit later, and the sports writers. Yeah, I, again, they're probably all at the moment. I would imagine they'll be they'll be floating about. The the votes will be out very soon. Um, for me, it's a difficult one this year. Um, one I'll put out there for me is is Craig Gordon. I think he's been phenomenal for goalkeepers for, union. Listen, yeah. but I just think for what he's done for Hearts this season, some of his saves have been incredible. Um, I think Hearts are in the position they are in the league because of him. Um, the amount of points that he's won as a goalkeeper is phenomenal for a team. Um, so for me, he's one of them. Listen, Cal McGregor's probably another one that they'll look at. He's been consistently fantastic throughout the season, a real leader for Celtic. Um, and I think, I think he's grew into that position mm. as a leader and he's, he's embraced it as well. Mm. So it's great to see that Callum's doing that. But for me, Craig Gollins had some season. He, he's, he's made hearts where they are in the league this season. Terry, what do you make of that? Craig Gordon? Well, what Chabby's saying as well, my, my preference is actually a goalkeeper as well. I'd be going for Hearts for Celtic due to his leadership and what he's brought to the team. Mm. I, no, that's a fair point, I think, yep. because as I say, I think it's what he brings to it. He's had important saves at very important times. And people forget it because the game goes on as a goalkeeper. You know what it's like. You can make a save in the first minute, people forget it, you won four or five. You know, but in a happened in my time with Big Packy. Packy wouldn't have a save to make for 85 minutes and then make a save. And that happens sometimes with Celtic and Rangers because they've got most of the ball all the time. But I think his personality has been massive for the, the team. But I, I, would, I would touch on that with Callum as well because mm. it's a difficult job to get as a Celtic captain taking over for the type of character that Scott was. It's completely different mm. to what Callum is, you know. And he's let his football do the talking, you know, and, and a completely new group. And to try and knit them all together probably off the pitch has been hard for him because there's so many different languages and whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's been hard to probably manage for him as well because he, he's, I wouldn't say he's the most vociferous kid I've ever met, you know what I mean? So that, he's got to take great credit to it with the performances he's had, but obviously knitting everything together off the pitch. Because mm -hmm. we spoke about that earlier, it's not been an easy time for football players as well as everybody mm -hmm. else in the world because of the COVID situation and it's been a very, very difficult time to try and bring uh, dressing rooms together mm. and I thought you know, we've got to tip our hat to him with his performances but listen, Carter Vickers, you know, yeah. has been exceptional. Mm. I thought Starfelt in the last few months, I think he's had a lot of criticism because he was playing, people say he's on the left-hand side, mm. right-footed, Celtic's full-backs go inside the pitch, the wide players stay up the pitch and it gave him no passes. So he was getting a lot of criticism at times, but I think in the big games he's produced, and as again, yet again on Saturday, I thought, uh, Sunday, sorry, I thought he was exceptional. If you had one vote then, what would you say? No, Cammy, you wanted to say No, I just wanted yeah. to touch on there the Joe Hart thing. Joe Hart's been fantastic mm -hmm. for, for Celtic, for Scottish football. He's a true, you can tell like how much of a leader he is, but again, Ange Postacoglu needs to take huge credit, and I think I've heard Joe Hart speaking about this, that, uh, listen, Joe Hart was, as you said, a manager at Tottenham said he was finished, he was done, he was too old, he can't move, didn't have... 
you look at Cameron Carter-Vickers as well. Mm. His career was bouncing from championship yeah. teams on loan, this, that, and the next. Was going nowhere. Them two players have came to sell it. Ange Postacoglu has put their arm, his arm around them, showed them, as Joe Hart said, a little bit of love mm. and value, and and they've become phenomenal players again. And and I've really lifted their game. Joe Hart never became a bad goalie. He was just going through a, a hard period in his career. Um, the same with Cameron Carter-Vickers. They just mm. needed that little bit of reassurance, a bit of love. Um, good man management and, and that's what they've done and Joe Hart again I would say is up there with, with a player of the year just for his sheer influence and what he's done at Celtic but Craig Gordon Craig Gordon you, coming. yes yep, good absolutely. shout Peter, Callum, Callum McGregor Callum McGregor and Terry overall you'd say Joe Hart Joe Hart what about you Paul yeah um, I'll tell you what I think on Sunday Callum McGregor changed that game Rangers were one up they were almost two up and I thought Rangers looked better at the beginning you just had the feeling that it was going to be Rangers day at that point yep. Callum McGregor drove forward out of nowhere he lost three players and then the rest is the history in the goal so I would say Callum McGregor because to follow a captain like Scott Brown is almost impossible isn't it because people would then talk about Scott winning the four trebles which again is different types you know, of character of course you know. so I would say Callum McGregor yeah but, um, but I think Craig Gordon as well is a brilliant shout because um, this time last year you were saying well why did Celtic let him go Yes, because that was part of the thing last year I hear you about Covid but there were some crazy decisions oh, as well, weren't there? There were. 100% yeah. and, and listen goalkeepers yeah. obviously go on longer than outfield mm. players and if they look after themselves well enough if they've not got injuries I know Craig had won earlier yep. when he went to Sunderland so we didn't know if it was that sort of situation mm. maybe he wasn't going to be able to play enough games or anything like that sometimes that can be because we're not aware of everything that goes on why decisions are made maybe a physio said oh he's not going to be able to play as many games and it's a very very difficult one if you're going to be changing Chopman changing your goalkeeper as what happened with Celtic last season and they didn't want that to be happening this season that's mm -hmm. for sure Terry for Rangers doing well in Europe Celtic have benefited from it as has happened in the past Rangers have benefited from Celtic who were doing well in the Champions League you know actually Neil Lennon's days going deep into the competition Martin O'Neill remember yeah. wave after wave of attack with Rangers, are you happy if Rangers do well tomorrow and next week against Braga? I'm never going to wish Rangers well. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll turn it another way then. You're you're not um, if they could go all the way because you could end up with, you know Celtic who who will win the title and then if Rangers were to win the uh, Europa League, Peter Grant's looking at me as if potentially. Yeah, go the way to penalties in the final and then get beat. All right, Terry. And what about St. Johnson at the weekend? Because that, for you, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You, you know, because they are fighting for their life. Yeah. Yep. They are. Uh, sorry, about the score again. St. Johnson. It was one 0 against. One 0 Yeah. Yeah. They won at the weekend so they've, they've got a chance of uh, escaping uh, even the playoffs and you can't go from being such a bad team uh, such a great team as they were last season to this season but uh, they'll get Callum Davidson um, Listen that'll, that'll be a tough game for yep. Celtic Listen they're so organised they're, they're probably one of the most organised teams in the league um, mm. difficult to break down I think they'll go to Celtic Park and sit in really tight and be probably a four and a five mm. and one up top and, and they'll probably look to play in the counter attack but mm. They'll make it really difficult for Celtic because, listen, if they can get can a point... Can you make me nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, some things never change. That's always been the case yeah. anyway. But if you get one, yeah. it can be four or five. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a, that's the cool. difficulty you have. Mm -hmm. You know, Celtic have got so many players playing well. 
They've got so many players they can change. There's moments in the game they've went late. Dundee United scored late in the mm. game. This team never know when it's over. You know they keep going right all the way. And the manager demanded it for his first training session when everybody heard that famous quote from him. They can get arrested in the 95th minute or whatever. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And that's the way his team plays, and his substitutes have proved that as well. Agent Bell, back to you. No, I, I get, listen, he's home listen, no, Celtic could be nine points clear on Saturday sure. so yep. that, that's that's massive for Celtic mm. and it puts more pressure on Rangers for Rangers mm. game against uh, St Mirren on Sunday mm. going into a game nine points behind your closest rival on Sunday is enormous pressure because if you drop absolutely in and that is it that title over on sun, at the weekend so um, Rangers absolutely need to win every game between that's now and the end of the season that's a massive point I remember being in that situation Paul when we used to play in Europe in the Thursday yeah. You know, and Rangers had played before us. So when it's now now late on in the game, it's completely different when you know the other teams won. When the teams are playing at the same time, yeah. it's not so bad because mm -hmm. you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But it changed your mindset because you know you have to score. You know you have to try and win the game. Yeah. It leaves doors open at the back. You can make a mistake. You know, and all these wee situations. But I just think Celtic have so much in the tank just now. And I'm not saying that as an ex-Celtic mm -hmm. Celtic supporter. I'm saying it because the reality is that's where they are at this moment with this group of players. They're all playing exceptionally well. People are talking about Rangers players maybe dropping some of their yep. performances. Celtic players' their performances are all still up there. There's not a Celtic player that's dropped off his performance and I think that's the big thing this season more than anything else. They all seem to be playing at a level. Whereas if you look at last season, they blamed Duffy or they blamed the goalkeeper or they blamed the right-back, left-back. Yeah. Everybody had a drop in for them. This year, that's not been the case. Peter, if your money was, if you were the big money man at Celtic and you put your money in, would you be signing Carter Vickers? Would you pay the whatever it is, six, seven million... Because Daniel Levy will not be easy to deal with, but would you sign him now? Well, the way he's played it, of course. Sure. And, and plus, you've got to remember, and that's my biggest argument, as I say, I've been away in England for 25 years, yep. near enough. You've got non-league players down in England getting more than the Premier League players up here. So it's not as easy as you think to try and get the wages. You know the players, the managers know the players. The biggest difference this time, we're talking about scouting and whatever. Ange went in and picked guys that he'd seen playing in Asia, he'd seen them playing. They're the guys that I want to play with. Celtic play with this type of performer. Maeda and that's been unbelievable. I want to play on the front foot. He chases pigeons. It doesn't matter. He goes and does that. That's the type I want. He's going to come into my team. That wasn't Celtic scouting network. That was the manager knew that player that would come in and sit the fit that he wanted. And I think that was a big difference. He knew the players he was bringing in. It's not as if he was getting handed players. He brought the players in that he knew would make Celtic or a difference to the way he wanted mm -hmm. Celtic to play. And I think that's been the big call this year more than anything else. Terry, final word from you. Just touching on what Peter said there. I mean, obviously we didn't know Ange coming in, but we seem to have got a manager, a coach, a director of football all in, all in one. So Absolutely. Yep. Well, really want to watch there. I hope they're paying him. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. <laughs> well, that that'll be the next thing people will be saying. I mean, I know that they were. Uh, Mika Richards was watching the game, and he was saying Manchester City would. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to Manchester City, but you know what will happen. Um, English clubs may well look at him. So, Terry, listen. Thanks very much for calling. We will speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All the best, Terry. Cheers, Terry. Cheers, Thanks bye. a lot, bye. Terry, calling in. And uh, yeah, your testimonial, someone was asking earlier on. So Inter Milan were going to be playing in your testimonial, Peter Grant, but he pulled out. And the substitutes were none other than... The mighty Bayern Munich. But the thing was, we're, Inter Milan had agreed to do it, but it was the first time the Italian FA said they weren't going to have a Christmas break. So they said they couldn't mm. do it. So Bayern said, before Bayern, and the only thing they said, they wanted to make it a competitive game. Yeah. So that made it even better. Yeah. So you had the likes of Mateus and Klinsmann and all that playing. Oliver so, Kahn. Oliver Kahn. Yeah. So it was Amazing. fantastic. It was a fantastic night. And as I always say, 
People say Celtic gave you a testimonial. I said, no, the supporters gave me a testimonial. Mm. You know, that was a big thing for me because I thought one man and his dog would have turned up. So when the game was delayed for half an hour, I couldn't believe it. I thought oh. Tommy, God rest him, was kidding his own, you know, at that particular time. But it was a special evening and it's something that will go with me to the grave. That's for sure. Peter Grant has joined us tonight, as has Cammy Bell. Lots of people coming on saying, it's great to hear both of you here uh, with the winning team. Go right. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Great football chat tonight with Cammy Bell, Peter Grant and loads of your calls coming in and uh, a Rangers fan could be on the way to Hamden. Well, there'll be maybe 25,000 of them heading to Hamden. But one of them, courtesy of Go Radio and CSD Air Conditioning. That's going to be in about 15 minutes from now. So Cammy, stand by. We'll be asking you some of the questions as well. Feeling confident? No, no. definitely not. <laughs> so uh, Cammy Bell and Peter Grant, loads of your calls coming in. GVB has led Rangers he spoke to the media before heading out to Portugal today wouldn't mind a bit of Portuguese sunshine though wouldn't you Cammy the, not, oh, not so good today I know Peter was saying I played against uh, I played in Portugal against Braga and I was thinking I've holidayed in Portugal that's about as close as I've gone <laughs> to that so no um, it'd be lovely to be over there it's quite a stadium it's hewn out of the yeah. chiselled out of the uh, that, it's a quarry isn't it it's amazing it's iconic you know what I mean it's one yeah. of these situations you know but it's bizarre and maybe suit Rangers mm-hmm. You think so? Maybe. Let's hear from the manager and he's talking about, you know, the action after the game and the defeat on Sunday. Well, I mean, first, of course, there's this disappointment. That's, uh, that's obviously. And uh, you have to switch immediately to focus on the game uh, that's ahead and that's Praga. And that's, um, that's what the player has done, that's what we all have done. You know, it's, uh, it's the only thing we, uh, we can do and we have to do. Yeah, you know, the game is, uh, is, uh, has passed now and uh, we're looking ahead to the game to, uh, against Braga. And he was asked, is there pressure to win something? He says, are you kidding? Of course there's always pressure in football. Well, I mean, they don't have to uh, explain the pressure in, in being manager of Rangers. You know, I've been here as a player. I, um, I had the pressure when uh, I was manager at Feyenoord. So the pressure is always there, you know. Of course, you need to perform. Uh, I want to perform well with, 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 my, with my team. The players want to perform well, and that's what we are trying to do and, and, and work hard for. And then, you know, of course, in the end, you want to have silverware. I mean, that's why you work hard all season. And uh, that's what we are going to do until the end of, uh, of the season. Cami, what do you make of the manager's comments? That was this morning before flying out from Glasgow. Yeah, touching on obviously the game on Sunday going into tomorrow night's game I think he's right the focus does swing quickly and again that, that can be a positive for the players that they've got another massive match coming up listen there's pressure that comes with that but they can rectify quite a lot of wrongs in a short space of time um, if they get a result in Braga tomorrow night I'm sure the Rangers fans will be a little bit more forgiven of what happened on Sunday they'll not forget but they'll be more forgiven um, and then you go down to the pressure that he's talking about as, as winning a trophy for me, if Rangers don't win a trophy this season, it's been a massive failure. It has been. We can't get away from that. If you're at Rangers and Celtic, it's all about winning trophies. And on the back of that, if Rangers don't win a trophy, potentially Celtic can win a treble, which makes it even worse for me. And yet we were talking about Rangers could win a treble, i.e. the title, the Scottish Cup. And, I mean, they could. You know, Celtic went all the way in 2003, Rangers in 2008. It's still possible, Listen, but it looks unlikely. They still can do it, Paul. Yeah. Again, again, it's, it's going to yeah. be a, a massive task, but I'm looking at it probably as a negative thing here mm-hmm. at the moment that on the back of Sunday's result, the, the league's going to be really difficult. The Scottish Cup game's massive for both clubs, but for Rangers, it really is big. 
Um, and listen, if they went all the way in Europa, it'd be astonishing. I think it'd be a fantastic achievement and, and probably one of the, the club's greatest achievements um, for a long, long time. Um, but again, you look at that and you think, wow, Rangers could come out this season with absolutely no silverware and Celtic could have a treble. After Celtic start of this season, could anybody, anybody have predicted that? Nobody. Peter, I don't suppose you, you know, you hadn't predicted, we didn't ask you, you weren't on. I don't think anyone said Celtic would win it this season. I didn't think there was that much I got. I must admit, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think, I thought Rangers done well last year in difficult circumstances for everyone, you know. Um, people always ask the question, could they play under supporters? They've still not proven that yet to me in the big, big games. You know, they've not proven that some of the boys, Tavani spoke about it, he was the one that said it, so we're not guessing, that's what they can't do. I think the manager speaks very well because he can handle the pressure because he's had to do it throughout his career. The question mark is round about his players. There's not a lot of winners there. That's the thing. I said they won the championship last year. Fine, that's fine. But winners have got to do that consistently. Can they do it consistently? And that's the question mark is hanging about them now. Can they play it when the pressure's on? It's okay when you're winning. You know, they went away from Celtic last year. Celtic were, didn't play particularly well at all. You know, Rangers were on that going through that momentum that you just keep winning after winning game after game which confidence does for you so they could handle that but yet again the question was there was no supporters in you know and all these questions keep getting flung back to him as I say the manager can handle the pressure well because as I say he's had to do it throughout his career but he can't give that to his players he can only give them that belief it's once they get across that white line can they produce when they pull that blue jersey on to the expectation of winning trophies and winning games week in week out because that's how you'll know if they're prepared to play for a club like Rangers or a Celtic. People used to say to me that there was a lot of good players came to Celtic and struggled. It was only when I went to England I probably understood it because they couldn't handle the pressure which lasts seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's not just that 90 minutes. If you're a Celtic or Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I can only speak as a Celtic man, sure. obviously. Yeah. So for me, it was seven days a week, mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. You were a Celtic, you were representing that. Some guys could handle that because we were brought up in it. Mm. Some guys can't because they, they just don't understand that intensity is there all the time. And unfortunately, when you play for Celtic or Rangers, that's what goes with it. But to be clear, Peter, you weren't saying they're not winners because they won it by 25 points last season. But you're making the point that to retain it... Yeah, absolutely. And that's what yeah. people always say. How do you be yeah. do champions when you go and win it again? Mm. You know, can you go and win it again? People will say Celtic didn't play well last year. I always think, well, Rangers done exceptionally well. Mm. But the question marks that people always throw back at them is there was no supporters. Mm. Now can they handle that? And have they shown that this year in the European games? You go back to even Dortmund, it was close. Yeah. Even in the game back at home, they were brilliant away from yeah. home. But at home, it was a bit of nervousness comes in. You know, and you could get there and they go over the line with it. So there's still that question mark there. Can they handle the big pressure and, games with the supporters in the building? And they were denied a goal that, that was a goal against Dortmund. Um, they've got to look to that kind of performance. Same against Red Star, wasn't it? They, they've been phenomenal in Europe and you hear the conversation tonight with the callers and social media uh, and just your own conversation you do go back it was such a huge game on Sunday judgement day for the title I just wondering Cammy how do you get over that now mentally I mean the fact that they're out of the country might help I said to Barry Ferguson would you take them away on Monday just get out of Scotland get away from the noise and get ready for this game tomorrow night yeah I think you need to go over it I don't think you can get away from the noise being a Celtic Rangers especially with social media mm. these days listen a lot of the players are, are on social media and very aware of what's going on but they need to handle that that's what they're, why they're at Rangers um, they need to be able to perform tomorrow night and, and take them to the next stage because they've got a huge opportunity and that's where I flip it back to being an opportunity to go into a semi-final of the Europa League mm -hmm. it's a massive massive game for the club and 
as I said before, I think they can slightly rectify some of the wrongs that happened on Sunday if they get a result tomorrow night and they progress to the semi-final. The fans, they'll not forget, but they will be a little bit more forgiven in the Rangers players if they can progress to the next next round. OK, one man that we won't see again this season, uh, certainly playing for Rangers, is Morelos. So the manager was asked today who is going to replace him. Well, I believe so. I, th I think we, we have. You know, it's, uh, of course, as I said before, we're disappointed about the loss of Morelos. But, you know, out of the five questions, four questions is included Morelos. So that means, you know, he's a very important player. But the reality is he's not there. And we have to prepare this game without him. And uh, that's what we've done uh, the last days. And that's uh, what we are focusing on for tomorrow as well. And he paid a big tribute to the Colombian star. Uh, well, it's, uh, of course, it's a, it's a big blow because he's, uh, you know, he's our striker. We cannot, uh, we don't have him anymore for this season. You know, it's um, disappointed. We we are, but uh, we, we know what's the what the problem is. How long he's out, and uh, we have to move on. And that's the only thing we uh, we have to do now. A lot of people talking about who's going to be the player of the year. Still a lot of football to come. Um, in the Cup, in the league and in Europe, in, in Rangers' case. Um, not a contender for the player of the year, but maybe a surprise of the year, Gikamakis. And what do you make of his contribution uh, in the last six, seven weeks? Even at the start, Paul, I thought yeah. his movement in the box was uh, excellent. I must admit, because Celtic was slightly different. They didn't put crosses in the box. And if you watch him, he runs to the front post. Probably his, his turning point was the Aloha game. You know, when he's he put the cross in early, the young boys put the cross in early, Giamakis has made the same run as he's done in other games and the ball's not come in. He gets across the front post, puts it in the back of the net and things start to go for him. I think he's been excellent for them. Listen, you're no mug if you end up being the top goal scorer in Holland and your teams get relegated. That tells you <laughs> that's very, very difficult, you know, to do. And I think he gives Celtic a different thing. You can see that with the manager keeping him on. It's, I was at the Ross County game and he kept him on even though he'd scored the hat-trick. He kept him on late in the game. Him and Mieda had run theirself into the ground. But the phone on, but he knew he wanted to keep that tempo up. And I thought he was excellent. And I think he's been a godsend to him because it gives him that wee bit of strength and power. Different for Kyogo, who's got unbelievable movement. But yet again, what he's done is he's been able to come in and produce. As I say, when one player's yeah. out, another player's been able to come in and produce. And I think that's where Celtic have been at the forefront this year. Everybody that's had an opportunity to play have all produced performances. Cammy Bell is an international keeper. You must study strikers in a way that none of us do what do you make of Gikamakis? I, I think he as, as Peter's just touched on he brings a, a different dimension to, to Celtic um, Sunday I was really really impressed I thought his work rate his work ethic um, I heard Ange Postacoglu speak after the game and he was talking about his football insides and it was a non-negotiable work rate and that's what he said and he said his striker brought that to him he was back there heading things clearing things it was a real workman's performance from a striker and you don't always get that when you've when you've got Celtic and Rangers strikers. Sometimes you can find that they're just there for the goal scoring prowess and, 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 and that's that's what they're looking for. But his performance on Sunday typified what Ange Postacoglu is all about. It's work great if you're a striker or a defender, you're working as a team and and he was great. And I think he's he's a really good addition to Celtic and I, I think he's done well since he's came in. I don't think you could shortchange the manager, could you, Peter? You see, well, I think, Paul, that. I was at the Livingston game mm. and I think the big difference in the Livingston game is people talk about Livingston. Uh, Livingston weren't allowed to do what Livingston are good at. Mm. They put the ball in your channel, get long throws, get set plays. They're by their talented boys. I don't mean that disrespectfully to them because that's where Celtic would create the space mm. is down the side of their centre-backs because they like to push the forward-backs. But because the forwards were putting so much pressure on the ball, the Livingston boys couldn't get lifting their head. 
You know, so you're, that's what we're talking about. The, the strikers have offered them something completely different this time. You know, they've done that exceptionally well. People always used to say that they're your first defenders as your strikers. For sure, that's happened definitely in the Celtic team this year. 100%. That's been a big help. Because at times they say 2v2, 1v1 at the back, mm -hmm. Celtic are left. You know, and maybe that's been the downfall probably in Europe at times. You know, mm -hmm. because of that. Because playing against a better quality more often sometimes it can hurt you a little bit with that little bit of quality but as I say that's been great credit to the, the, the forwards the way they've defended never mind the amount of goals they've scored Here's the manager speaking about two of his players that he refers to as Tommy and Cal Yeah like I said I know Tom well and uh, I had a feeling today he'd, he'd put in a big shift for us um, you know he's been at this football club for a long time he's had a lot of success um, and he knows what it's like to come here um, and particularly in these kind of circumstances so um, I knew that uh, you know, he'd be up for it and, uh, yeah, he was great. They were all great today, uh, led by an unbelievable skipper. You know, um, Cal was just outstanding. Unbelievable skipper. Your Scotland appearance, tell us about it, Cammy. How proud were you? And take us to that the yeah. day you got your cap. Yeah, listen, I'd, I'd been in a lot of squads. Um, it was kind of under Craig Levine brought me in. Then I went through a, f a few squads with uh, Gordon Strachan as well. And um, no, listen, when I got my opportunity to play against, it was the Faroe Islands. I made my debut um, against and it was great. It was it was it was a moment you always dream of as a kid. Um, but just to be around the goalkeepers at that time, Alan McGregor and Craigie were, were the two goalies at, at that point ahead of me. So it was just great experience for me to learn off of these guys and see the mentality of them. And that's why they're playing at the top of the game. Um, still when they're with the age they are. Um, Alan McGregor's one of the best professionals and goalkeepers that. I've seen, I know he gets a, had a lot of bad press in his career, but he's handled it really well. Um, him on the training pitch, honestly, he's phenomenal. He works so hard mm -hmm. um, and he just loves his football. Uh, so no, it was, it was an honour to, to get a Scotland cap and absolutely loved my, my appearance. Does he train longer or is he just, you know, is he more vocal? What's just, he like? He's, he's enthusiasm for football, he's a winner. Yeah. That's yeah. And, and Peter touched on it before and it made me think a little bit that isn't that many winners consistently mm. in Rangers' side at the moment Alan's one Steve Davis is another one that's in the changing room not playing a lot of football now coming towards the end of their careers mm. um, Alan's just a winner whether it be in a five-a-side game in training or he's, or he's in an old firm match he wants to win football and you can see the passion in his in his actions at the moment when he's playing he, he just wants to win games of football that's what he's all about um, but he does he's trained really really hard and is, is a great professional and Peter you know that you were up against you were a great winner at Celtic and you were up against people who Ian Durant um, oh, Derek Ferguson Ali McCoyst McCoyst yeah. Richard Goff Terry Butchards you know you had John Browns yeah. who were unbelievable yeah. you know Stuart McCall Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal footballers, mm. but they had a great will to win, you know. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough, worked with Alan as well with the Scotland team, mm. so i seen it at close hand how good a goalkeeper he is, you know. When everybody was saying he's finished with different injuries that he'd had, but he was exceptional in that period of time as a goalkeeper. He's proven that this year again. He's a couple of, obviously, blips like everybody has throughout mm. the season, but nine times out of ten he's been magnificent, you know. So there's no doubt about his quality, there's no doubt of that. Rangers would have lost a lot more games the saves that he's made at important times that people tend to forget as well, you know. So there's no doubt in his quality, that's for sure. Quick break and then it's the competition. A Rangers fan could be in his way or her way to Hamden. And also I'm going to ask you for your predictions before seven tonight, both of you, who's going to win tomorrow night and also the Scottish Cup semi-final. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go. So, as you know by now, Wednesday night, we've teamed up with CSD Air Conditioning to give one lucky Rangers and one lucky Celtic fan a pair of tickets for the huge upcoming 
Cup semi-final Easter Sunday plus £100 to spend so playing tonight for Rangers it's Nicky is on the line he's trying to beat two scores last night from Jonathan and Jamie so they got two and uh, so let's see if you're ready Nicky good evening hi there so you're from Inverness uh, but you're living in Paisley you enjoying Paisley yeah that's right yeah yeah Good, great part of the country though, Inverness. There's a bit cold, but uh, yeah, <laughs> good. Shall we get on with the quiz? Do you want to say hi to Cami and to hi, Peter? Nicky. Hi, Nicky. Right, Nicky. Hello, Cami. How are we doing, Nicky? Right. Good. Yeah, not bad, you must be a Rangers man, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I think I never noticed that, eh? I'll be telling all your pals you did. <laughs> Hello, Cami, twice, eh? <laughs> right, we're going to ask these uh, questions. You know how it works, don't you? Questions about the Scottish Cup. So here we go. Uh, you have 60 seconds starting now. Which team put Rangers out of the 2018 Scottish Cup in the semi-finals? Head. Who was manager of Rangers the last time that they were in the Scottish Cup final? Mark Warburton. In which year did Walter Smith win his first Scottish Cup with Rangers? 1992. In what year did Rangers last win the Scottish Cup to complete the treble? Was it 2005 or 2003? 2003. Is it true or false Jimmy Fleming has scored more Scottish Cup goals than Ali McCoist? True. Has Billy Dodds ever scored in the Scottish Cup final for Rangers? Yes. True or false Nacho Novo once played against Rangers in a Scottish Cup final? True. Dunfermline knocked Rangers out of the 2006-07 Scottish Cup, but which former striker scored the double for Rangers that day? Ah. And that's it. So, my goodness, you, you did well. They were just counting it up. The computer is working. Computer's known as James, the executive producer. Wow, breaking news. Nicky, you've got six. You're in the lead. Oh, nice one. <laughs> Brilliant, Nicky. Smashed it. Ooh. <laughs> Peter Grant saying six, six points six points is something he likes yeah, well, he's that. thinking about oh. the title but uh, well, that was sensational sensational wasn't it? Right. absolutely brilliant will we tell you and we'll try you Cammy no don't what, please what, don't alright a wee bit so which team put Rangers out of the 2018 Scottish Cup in the semi-final the answer was Celtic yep. yep who was manager of Rangers the last time they were in the cup final you got that right Warburton. Mark Warburton your old manager yep. yep in which year did Walter the late great Walter Smith win his first Scottish Cup for Rangers it was 91-92 so you was were, he was right Fantastic. yeah well done um, true or false Jimmy Fleming has more Scottish Cup goals than Ali Super Ali will hate this one true. you were right yeah well done it's true and true or false Nacho Novo once played against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final it's true who for Nicky do you know uh, Dundee oh brilliant Nicky well, you're on it yep uh, which well, what's the next one then did I ask you that one yep uh, Dunfermline knocked Rangers out of the 2006-2007 Scottish Cup who was the striker who scored two for Rangers that day see him a lot in Sky the big smile Boydie ah yeah is it yeah. oh wow not so many not so much a big smile on Sunday though was there no, I mean, I he does lead with his shin doesn't he I don't he? think he was showing his teeth on Sunday <laughs> oh, no, there's some pair of Nashers famous oh what a set Nashers yeah. brilliant so, so, but a few, few quid in them Paul yeah, exactly <laughs> my son's a dentist I know uh, James is that us 
Rob is so much better at this than me. I must say, I'm rubbish. Is that 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 was all the questions, wasn't it? You've Shut got that them. It is. Thanks, James. <laughs> well done, Nikki. That's brilliant. You could well be going yeah. to the Scottish Cup. What's your prediction for the game? Rangers would, I mean, stating the obvious. How desperate are you to win a cup? Oh, desperate. Really desperate. Um, it'll be a hopeless season if if we get put out. But tomorrow night, Braga. What are you thinking? I think we can do it. We've, we've done it before, so I think we can do it. Johnny Foxes, was that your place in Inverness you would go out to? Because I know Peter <laughs> Grant, Peter, one of your favourites with the Rangers players and the Celtic players was? Uh, Victorious. Victorious. Right, that, was, that was a long, long time ago. I don't even know if that's still about now. Oh, it's not anymore, but James Mortimer's still tuned in, <laughs> I, so absolutely. Johnny Fox is there. Where was it? Down in Dumfries or whatever? I'm trying to think. Some it's, a local barn. it's a local barn. <laughs> uh, there was a place, I mean, Chase Nightclub or whatever. Chance. Yeah. Chancers. 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 There you Dumfries, are. Chancers, yeah. right. Down Lover's Lane in Dumfries. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the farmer's barn, that's a good <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yeah. uh, Nicky, listen, thanks a lot for calling. Well done and stay listening, of course. I know you would anyway tomorrow night and then Friday as well. Rob will be here and we'll find out if you're the winner. But you're in pole position. Brilliant. Well done, Nicky. Brilliant. Th- thanks well done, very much. Well done, Thank Nicky. you. Cheers. He knew more what was going on than we did here in the studio. <laughs> Peter, you're on fire tonight as well, aren't you? And Cammy, because you two know each other, but I've not seen you for a wee while. Cammy, great to meet you. I've seen yeah. you on the, on the telly. Great to meet you here on uh, Glasgow Zone Go Radio with the Taxi Centre. And thanks to our friends there um, on the air conditioning at CSD Air Conditioning. Do you know what was mentioned on the radio this morning? Our pal Jim White mentioned a game that you'll remember before your time, though. Atletico Madrid. Of course, they lost to Man City. They play, what, 5-5, isn't it? It's Rosa 5. And so there was a lot of chat about it and about how they are um, and the way they play football. And he mentioned Atletico Madrid against Celtic 1974. Ten players were booted in the first sort of half and then three Atletico players were sent off. Absolutely. I remember Ayala was one of their Ayala, names. That was right. a big boy. And if yep. you remember, the great jocks team was wanting to kick one of them at the side of the pitch for mm-hmm. Hammer and wee Jimmy. I was yes. actually at the game as a supporter. Were you? Yeah. And then the next time we played yeah. Atletico, was behind closed doors. Of course. You know, after we went to Atletico and had a fantastic result, the great David Prohm put the cross in for yep. Mo yep. Uh, to score the 1-1 game. Yep. And then we came back and beat 2-1 in Glasgow behind closed doors. I remember. You know, and yep. they went on to the final that year. Mm-hmm. Atletico were a disgrace in 74 though, weren't they? And right. that was what they were saying this morning. Jim pointed it out. Um, it was it was an absolute shocker. I mean, the, the way it was. But they kind of get the game stopped. But I know they've done well, haven't they? Under Simone. Listen, yep. Simone's done phenomenal. You think they're up against Barcelona yeah. and sure. Real Madrid. They two teams at that particular time, what he's done with them has been phenomenal. So, listen, I think he said something which was relevant last night. He says, Pep plays one way, I play another way. Mm-hmm. Who's to say what's right and who's to say what's wrong? You know, he says he plays with the players he has. I don't agree with that because I look at Griezmann and Joe Felix mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, well, they're not <laughs> a left back and a right back. And that's <laughs> yeah. what ended up most of the time last night. But mm-hmm. in saying that, he's been a phenomenal success for them. Sometimes people look at it in Europe and everybody wants everything to be pretty. You have to win matches in certain ways, that's for sure. We're not yeah. And uh, Liverpool right, winning the, last night as well right against Benfica. Surely, the right way yeah. is if you win the game of football. That's yeah. the right way to put football sure. against. I know there's different yeah. styles, there's different formations, and we can talk about that all night, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is the result. No matter if you play five, six at the back, five in midfield, whatever you want to play, Like at the end of the day, you've got to win a football match, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you're judged on. So if Diego thinks that's the best way to win it, then... Yep albeit that way let's hope uh, Liverpool go through good result last night they yep. won against Benfica who of course lost to Braga at the weekend Man City hopefully as well Pep would love it it's his holy grail to win it with Man City and what about Chelsea tonight I think they'll bounce back against Real Madrid don't know what you think just 
It's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one, you know, because Real Madrid, you know, Benzema's such a top, mm. top quality player, you know, and if he, he's on fire, he can score against anyone. Mm. And obviously Chelsea was a massive disappointment for them at the weekend <laughs> and a massive surprise for everybody. It was a, yep. definitely a cooking buster, that's for sure. For sure. Yep. You know, but as I say, a tough, tough game for them. Sure is. And uh, Gammy, you look, who's going to win the title down south? Who do you think? City. You reckon yeah. they're yeah. yeah huge game. I, I, in a way, I could just ask you who's going to win on Sunday because whoever wins at the Etihad will probably yeah. win. So you think Man City, Peter? I'll go for Manchester City. So. But in saying yeah. that, Liverpool bringing Diaz in, I think it's been a massive stroke for them and lifted everybody else around about them and gave them a little bit extra. And I think that's the only thing that could change it. Diaz has been outstanding for them, but I still think City will have enough in the bank. Time is running away. We've only got three minutes left. I can't believe it. Peter, loads of questions coming in for you and for Cami. What was your greatest moment in the game? Or one of the one of the moments that you remember? You did such a distinguished career. It was phenomenal. So what was what was the moment, if, if you chose one just now? Chose one. Well, everybody talks about your debut, but it was against Rangers, obviously. But mine was, mine was the following week we played Hibs at Celtic Park and always wanted to run out at Celtic Park to walk on. So that's the, the, the day I'll go into the grave. Fantastic. I remember uh, I was covering it and uh, that was the breaking news that you were the young 17-year-old. I was on the radio and saying, yeah, Peter Grant, Jimmy Nicol <laughs> was making his debut second time round for Rangers. He was sent off, I think, wasn't that's he? That's correct, yeah. But there was this young Peter Grant. Cammy Bell, for you, what's the moment that you cherish most in football? Um, probably one saving three penalties in a game in the first half again it's something that'll probably very rarely ever be done again I don't think yeah. so again that's one of that in the League Cup winning the League Cup they're, they're the two things that I look at but the penalty thing I just feel as if yeah, where were you at the time? A good I was at today. Dundee United so one. I was against yeah. Dunfermline yeah. at, at um, East End Park so it was again I just feel as if it'll probably never be done again so yeah. that's probably one of the moments that I'll always cherish Penalty kick specialist, fantastic. Uh, tonight, Dunfermline, your old team playing against Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers still got a chance of playoffs. What do you think, Peter? Well, scoreline tonight? Well, God willing, Dunfermline get the result because they're a fantastic club and I wish them nothing but success. So hopefully they can get the result tonight. Cami? Yeah, again, I think um, I think Dunfermline will get a result tonight and put the pressure on. Okay. And tomorrow night then. So what's your final thoughts, Cami? Rangers over there. Hopefully they're you know they're getting away from it all here. Um and the manager now, yeah, they've got some problems. No Morellas, we know that. No Alec Lowry. Hadji, as we know, is out. Uh, tomorrow, who leads the line for Rangers for you? I think Roof. Uh, yeah, I would go Kemar Roof. And I think yeah. I, I think they'll have a, enough to get a result tomorrow night. It's going to be a difficult and a tight match. I think it'll end up one each, which would be a positive result bringing back Tybrox. And the key player for Rangers are a couple of them. Is it Ryan Kent? We're looking Kent, for the ones. Aribo, yeah. all these players need to play to their maximum potential and, and their top level. They need to bring their game to, to these big, big matches, which they've, they've obviously struggled to do in recent times. So they need to do it tomorrow night. Peter, what do you reckon? Keep yourself in the tie mm. and I think McGregor will be massive for that through his experience and his goalkeeping quality because um, it'll be a tough, tough game for them. You know, they'll be under the cosh. They'll have to suffer as they say nowadays in football. You have to suffer for a little bit mm. and they've got to be willing to suffer to get the result. So I think McGregor will be a big player for them but as I say, keep yourself in it for the second leg. And your boys, Peter and Raymond, doing well. Of course, one at Queen's Park. Yeah, yeah. one at Stirling. Uh, yeah. Both Peter was out for ten and a half months there, um, so he's come back. He played for the last five or six games, but unfortunately, a bit like his father, he was suspended at the weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Raymond, yeah. he's out with an injury, and now he's had a bit of time with COVID and injuries. So hopefully, he's going to get back on his feet in the next few weeks. So Who's, we hope so. God willing. Will you come back in? Absolutely. Yeah. Cammy, you'll oh, come back definitely. in as well. Loved if you're it. not in before the cup semi-final, who is going to win? I think Ranger. Well. 
What do you think? Uh, no, I'm going. Yeah. I, I think Rangers will win. Yeah. I think they're going to turn the corner in these European ties, and and I, I think that will give them new confidence. And they know how big a game to get some silverware the semi final is going to be. Peter Grant, I don't think you, 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 you even need to ask no, me. No, we're <laughs> I don't think you even need to ask me. But I know what it's like, yeah. and we never get carried away, Paul. I remember losing five one against Rangers, and in the next game I think we played them, we beat them three 0 so I know how mm. difficult and that's why you never get carried away I know the manager will have them mm. but I just think Celtic have got that quality throughout the group I just can't see them losing you know I just can't see them losing any game between now and the end of the season Would you both come back? That was great tonight with loads 100%. of feedback Joe's on just saying how much he's enjoyed it Thanks to everyone um, We're back tomorrow night Remember 7 o'clock tomorrow night Barry Ferguson Chris Burke and me Paul Cooney Thanks so much See you Pleasure. soon Pleasure. Cheers Paul Thank you the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.